0: I'm Victoria Jones, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode features an interview with Housing Wire lead analyst, Logan Motoshami. In this episode, Motoshami discusses his recent article that takes a closer look at the latest jobs report and shares what he believes will be the most likely impact on housing and mortgage forbearance. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. As a top 10 subservicer with a 98% customer satisfaction rate, TMS does business a different way and it does it well. They deliver next level service with next level technology innovations like Simi, their servicing portal that can help make a lender's job a breeze. So when you're ready to have the service put back into your subservicing, go to subservicing.themoneysource.com. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today I'm joined by Housing Wire's lead analyst, Logan Motashami. Logan, welcome back to Housing Wire Daily.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Good to have you. Well, let's get started by discussing your recent article titled, We've Got Rising Home Prices But No Housing Crash in Sight. So in your article, you take a closer look at the recent jobs report from the U.S. Labor Department, which states non-farm payroll employment rose by 266,000 in April, and the unemployment rate was little changed at 6.1%. So what does this data tell us about the state of the economy at this time, and what impact do these unemployment numbers have on the housing market?
1: Well, starting from last year, um, one of the things I wanted to show people uh, uh, during this recovery is that we're going to get all the jobs back that we lost uh, to COVID 19 uh, by September of 2022 or earlier. Uh, The jobs data, the labor market, just like the housing market, is much different this time around than it was in 2008. Uh, Even today, uh, job openings hit an all time high at 8.1 million. And I've been tweeting out, Hashtag Jolt's job openings ten million for many months now, because the labor market's much different this time than it was in two thousand eight when prime age labor force was declining. Now we're a much older country. Boomers are leaving. Demand is fine. You know we're we're, we're running into a better area, but again we're still dealing with uh, the aftermath of COVID, and we're we can't still walk the earth freely. And until that happens, you know uh, we just can't run anywhere near full capacity. But In time, all the jobs that we lost to COVID uh, will be regained. And the forbearance uh, data, as as I term the the housing bubble boys to the forbearance crash bros, uh, they're going to be wrong. And I wanted to showcase people why. You know, uh, forbearance was near 5 million uh, last year. In about one year, it's been cut more than half. It's about 2.2 million. And over time, and this is why I've always stressed this, data is going to lag. This data line should get better, especially uh, there's people that probably didn't need to take forbearance, but they took it right away. Uh, Jobs have been coming back. Uh, We're about 8 million, a little bit over 8 million jobs left that we lost to uh, uh, COVID-19, I think about 8.2, and we have 8.1 million job openings. So the labor market is going to get all these people back, and a lot of people that are on forbearance should be uh, taken off over the next uh, 18 months.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Well, let's talk about mortgage forbearance some more because according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, there's estimated to be 2.2 million homeowners in some form of forbearance plan. In your article, you say that the growth of the job market will continue to decrease the number of homeowners participating in forbearance programs. So as more homeowners exit forbearance, in your perspective, how will this impact the housing market?
1: Well, the negative side is that home price growth Uh, is unhealthy. You know, this was my biggest concern about uh, housing in years 2020 to 2024 when you have the best housing demographic patch ever recorded in history and the lowest mortgage rates ever recorded in history. Uh, You have a backdrop of unhealthy price growth. We're seeing that right now. So supply is not going to be as fluid uh, as it would have been pre-COVID, but uh, the notion that you're going to get an escalation supply increase uh, where prices are going to fall 30, 40, 50, 60% in one year. A lot of these housing bearish people who I believe are simply not trained to talk about housing economics thought that forbearance was going to go to 10, 15, 20 million as unemployment rates and the depression. And it was the biggest whiff in, in my mind in, in U.S. economic history. And what this data will do is means more people are going to be able to stay in their homes, Uh, It is a very successful program, but I think over time there's going to have to be an exit from forbearance. Uh, Just like, you know, in in time in in about by the end of September, you know, unemployment benefits are going to uh, uh, go away. So we need to find some kind of closure, but we're also doing it in a a way that Americans who can't stay in their homes, who want to stay in their homes are going to be able to stay in their homes. And this forbearance crash that people talked about last year. Uh, will go down in infamy as one of the worst economic calls ever.
0: All right. Well, for the past year, we've continued to see an incredibly hot housing market in the U.S. with an increase in home buyer demand and historically low mortgage rates. But you mentioned in your article that home prices are rising too fast. So, can you dive a little deeper on your thoughts behind this and in your perspective, what needs to happen in order to cool down the market?
1: Well, you know, during this period, I thought you know, if home prices per uh, on average per year. It, grows at least 4.6% or under or even a peak five-year period of 23%. That's manageable. you know, Adjusting to inflation, the equivalence rent, that isn't too bad. Of course, that's not happening. We're doing double digits year-over-year growth. What that does, it it eats into the buying power of Americans, especially when rates eventually, when they do, when they rise. Uh, that is something going down the line. Now, what, what cools this down is basically just supply. So uh, we don't have a credit boom this year. Uh, if you actually look at existing home sales, it'll probably end up being a little bit uh, higher this year than last year, but it's not like a credit boom, but we have these price gains that would warrant, you know, these massive big credit booms like we saw in uh, 2002 to 2005. We're, we're just not that kind of housing market. So that's why i say it's very unhealthy because we have these price gains just because of the inventory crush. crunch. Now I'm hoping that we're, Toward the end of the extreme low inventory and inventory slightly rises over time, and that'll be the most positive thing for the US housing market, for more supply to cool down the uh, rate of growth of prices, because this you know, this is my big fear during this five-year period, and so far, 2020 and 2021 are showing double-digit home price growth, not healthy. So we just need more supply, and we're probably not going to get it from forbearance. It's just the natural uh, movement of people. Uh, um selling their homes for whatever reason they're doing it and, and hopefully that just cools down the housing market or the other uh other variable would be mortgage rates rise something i talked about in the last summer 3.75% or higher should do the trick considering how hot home prices have been growing any of those two would actually be very beneficial for me to start thinking okay we're we're, we're getting back to a no more normal housing market this is just simply unhealthy and unsustainable
0: so as we talk about demand, you know, let's focus on the housing construction sector. According to the U.S. Labor Department's recent jobs report, employment and construction was unchanged over the last month. So what does this data tell us about builder confidence at this time?
1: You know, the builders, unfortunately for them, are dealing with lumber prices, and eventually there's going to be a fight for labor, right? We have more construction workers now than what we had in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and Uh, uh, We had more housing starts back then, so there are workers out there. I am just not convinced the builders are really ready to start a a fight for labor, pushing uh, uh, wage growth extremely high because they're paying so much for lumber and they're not sure about in the future if rates rise, do they need this kind of demand? So. Uh, for now, I bo- and, and I stress this to everybody. If you really want to know what's going on with the new home sales market and in in housing construction, you just keep an eye on monthly supply for the new home sales market. As long as it's below four point three months, life is fine with them. They'll be able to they'll they'll build. Uh, but when supply rises above four point three months, that means you really have to get new home sales to grow. The last new home sales report was the best report in, in the last twelve years. Uh, monthly supply was down, sales were up, revisions were up, housing starts are up. So for now, it's okay as the builders' confidence are, are near all-time highs. But in the future, you have to be mindful when rates rise; uh, things are different. So for now, even with lumber prices, you know, going from you know five hundred to uh, over fifteen hundred, it, it, it's manageable for them. But again, they're mindful of what the future is, and I just think that's just part of how the builders are. Uh, Over the last 20 years, Uh, in 2018, there was a supply spike because 4.75 to 5% mortgage rates created enough hit on demand to where they kind of halted the rate of growth of production. So they're being kind of uh, mindful of this, and I just think, especially next year, we have to keep an eye on mortgage rates, monthly supply for new homes, and, and housing construction, because they're dealing with a lot of input input costs that they haven't had to deal with in a long time.
0: All right. Well, looking ahead into 2021, how do you think the market will behave?
1: Well, we should have. I'm not a big housing sales boom person. I, I specifically use the term replacement buyers uh, to uh, to give people we the sense that this is not a credit boom. We just have a lot of Americans needing homes to live in. And that total home sales, uh, new and existing homes, should be above 6.2 million every year during years 2020 to 2024. So, hopefully, next year supply grows, sales does fine, but the rate of growth of pricing comes down. And that's a very boring way to talk about housing, but that's that's kind of what I believe. That's consistently what I've talked about is that. Uh, You no longer could have a big credit boom or construction boom in America, but what you can have is very solid, stable housing demand and Americans just needing a place to live in every single year. Uh, That's the built-in demographic demand in years 2020 to 2024, with, again, mortgage rates being pretty much at all-time lows.
0: Okay. Well, before we go, Logan, is there anything else that you'd like to add today or anything else our listeners should know?
1: I just realized that the U.S. economy, even though it's outperforming all the other economies in the world, is still dealing with uh an economy that cannot walk the earth freely uh and and i stress to people that if you look at 2008 data if you look at the job openings data it was roughly near 2 million uh we have 8.1 million job openings data if you look at new home sales housing construction how low it was not the case now believe that each cycle is going to be unique but mother demographics win at the end and prime age labor force peaked in 2007, it declined. It's been rising ever since. That's the strength of America's economy. It's muscle, it's gonna flex over the next three decade against countries like Japan, China, and Europe. We have the young replacement workforce, they don't.
0: All right, Logan, we appreciate your time and thank you for joining us for Housing Wire Daily. My pleasure.